On round one, Jerry Agar is in studio. He's uh, with you from nine to noon and was just talking about the deep dish pizza he's planning on making today. Have you done it before? I haven't. I, I've eaten a lot of it. My wife will go to uh, be in Chicago. She'll truck one home. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Mewling pizzas. Yes. Uh, Deb Hutton is here, former advisor to two Ontario premiers. Scott Reed, CTV political commentator, advisor to a number of Canadian prime ministers. Good to have the two of you as well. Um, let's start digging into this Rogers deal and what's going to happen. Apparently, it's going to take two years to make it happen. But finally, uh, more people people are going to have access to cellular service on the TTC. And Jerry, I don't know what our company, um, you know, Bell is going to do, if they're going to piggyback with Rogers. I don't know what TELUS is going to do, but Rogers is certainly making a jump. Yeah, um, the TTC will have to be on the ball there because the um, Rogers installer will show up sometime between 2023 and 2025, so be ready for it. And uh, they'll be bundling. Do you want line one and line two, or do you just use line one? It'd be kind of hard to install cable, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know exactly how all of that works, but uh, it can't be too soon as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, Scott Reed, your thoughts? It's uh, it's interesting. It comes only 10 days after a mayoral candidate said, we must do this, but I don't think it's because of that, because apparently they've been negotiating for a year. Yeah, I bet they have. I'd really like us to look under the hood. So, um, you know, what, what's the backstory? Like, why is it that for 10 years we had this contract and it was with an Australian company? Why wasn't it with a Canadian supplier? Why is it aggregated as one? Is that the most, is that because of efficiency? Is that what the market will bear? Or should it be divided up so that we have some kind of competition? I just, I'd like to know, um, I'd like to know the fine print on this because as much as I want this service, I also want to know that we're not just handing over an exclusive contract uh, where there'd be very little accountability and very little ability to bang the table and demand service. So, you know, I just, I, I, I want to know that this thing is heavily scrutinized because I do not trust the procurement uh, skills uh, of a bunch of these organizations. Deb Hutton, I'm sure those who have access to internet and cell phone service in the tunnel will be very excited about that possibility up until the moment that the person sitting next to them is exercising that ability. Well, two things. I mean, first of all, I'm with Scott that there's something that isn't right here. And I think we are at a point where we need to start to hold our telecommunications companies far more accountable than we have. I, I in every way, shape or form. I mean, they have had essentially, a, what do you call it? An all, what do you, what do you call it when it's not quite a, mono, a monopoly? Oligopoly oligopoly. They have had that in this country. We coddle them, we baby them, we let them, you know, away with everything. And it's ridiculous. The second thing is two years. Like, why are we applauding Rogers? Two years when all other major cities are able to accomplish this and have had it for more than two years. This is ridiculous. And I hope that the mayoralty candidates, uh, Anna Bailau, who has been calling this not 10 days, but for weeks now, I hope they continue to find out what's wrong because we need this service yesterday. We were going to talk with a Canadian representative of the Islamic community about what kind of measures people are hoping will be taken at mosques, but unfortunately we couldn't find her at the appointed hour. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the legislation that apparently has been held up in committee for a year, but yesterday at the mosque where there was an attack last Thursday, they were pressuring the provincial government to do something about you know Islamic intolerance and in particular the attacks on mosques. Uh, Deb Hutton, I'll start with you on this one. 
So I, I'm not sure what the provincial government can and should do. For me, I think we need to make sure that our criminal code is really up to where it should be when it comes to hate crimes. And maybe you don't believe it's a deterrent, but I have to think that it should be if, in fact, we are punishing these crimes adequately. Uh, when it comes to security, I heard you and Robert talk about this earlier, John. I, I just don't think that either city police nor provincial governments or federal governments, for that matter, should be providing security when it comes to our mosques. So making sure we're prosecuting people, making sure we are bringing the full extent of the law down on people who commit these heinous crimes. But beyond that, I I, I just don't see it. Uh, Jerry Agar. Well, I don't know how you can say we're going to have the taxpayers supply police security to mosques without then saying, well, we're going to have to provide it to the Christians and the Jews and the Hindus and the Sikhs and everybody else. And uh, these are these are private organizations. I mean, we have security here. It's not the police. The company provides security. And I think that's how it's going to have to be. Other than that, I'm not sure what they're looking for. Yeah, Scott Reed, I've never, I mean, I'm all for the promotion of tolerance. I'm just not sure how you necessarily do it. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat, I guess. Uh, I think Jerry's point is an important one. Um, you know, if if we can do something around security, my guess is it's more like creating tax incentives that will make it more affordable for mosques, for temples, uh, for churches um, to hire security and protect themselves if need be. Well, I, I'm so sorry I to think, interrupt you, Scott, but they don't pay tax in the first place. No, I, I, but you can use refundable tax credits so that it's, it, it doesn't, it's not reliant upon your income. So, you know, I, what I'm looking for is use the tax system in order to make it affordable for houses of worship, regardless of of religion to protect themselves uh if that's necessary i think that's probably about as much as you can expect out of the public policy system i mean hate crimes legislation yes obviously but i think that stuff is on the books um so i i think it's an issue of physical security my guess is that um you know there are ways you can help uh there but beyond that but i'm not i, I don't think assignment of overall public policing makes sense. So I think you got to find um, mechanisms to make it more affordable so that they can hire private security. EGAL Canada, which represents the interests of the LGBTQ community, says that Fox has gone, Fox News Network, has gone beyond uh, opposing things like transgenderism and drag, and they've gone to promoting the hatred of it. So they want the CRTC to ban Fox News. Uh, Deb Hutton, your thoughts? Well, I mean, listen, this is about Tucker Carlson, who I think is is a hateful individual, and, and I don't know why anyone would go on his show, let alone uh, listen to his show. That being said, I'm I'm a bit uncomfortable with automatically moving to such degrees of censorship as to say a particular uh, network, in this case, Fox News, is not allowed. I get it if it is propaganda. So I know that there have been situations where Russian uh, networks have been banned from from our airwaves. But just because people say things that are unacceptable to many of us, in fact, maybe most of us, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with going so far as saying the entire network should not be allowed on our airwaves. Yeah, Scott Reed, I like my hate out in the open, um, but also, you know, I, I and I wouldn't want Fox to be cancelled in Canada. People can ignore it all they want. Um, but I think it is arguable that Tucker Carlson is now a hate promoter. 
well, I think he is. And I think there's a big reckoning for Fox with this lawsuit that's coming around Dominion. I think it's going to force them through the power of the almighty buck because they're going to pay greatly. I think it's going to force them to, you know, take a hard look at um, what they can get away with and what they can't when it comes to knowingly promoting not just hateful things, but untruthful things, knowingly promoting that which is untruthful. So uh, I'm hoping that some of this uh, has that effect. But, you know, I'm not like you, John. I don't want my hate out in the open. I, you know, like I, I think people don't have the good sense to be ashamed of their prejudices anymore and keep them to themselves. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, now what's happening, of course, is people are told that they're entirely correct to uh, to have their hate and to uh, blast it all over social media and then to gather you know, little communities of other haters and feel like they're emboldened and strengthened. And you've got a president of the United States, a former president of the United States who uh, who gives lift to that. So I'd I like my hate to be a little less out in the open. I think that it's taken us to an ugly place in this past 10 years. Okay, some of the people who listen to me and uh, and and hate me because of my conservatism might not believe this, but I've never watched Tucker Carlson. Um, but I don't want it uh, taken away because then it just opens up the possibility of, oh, you want, you want to take Fox off uh, Canadian television? because of Tucker Carlson? Okay, then I want CNN taken off because of Don Lemon. I mean, that's where we go then. Turns out Canadians actually don't like winter. We go skating and we pretend we like it, but uh, when asked, 60% of Ontarians said they, they just don't like winter. Let's cancel it. Well, if we could. We're trying. No, you know what? Run I mean, your SUVs all you want. I think what this reveals is that, I mean, winter's going to come, and if it didn't, you'd get bored, but it's mighty unpleasant from time to time. Yes, it is. I, I for one, approve this week. Okay. This is the week of the year so far. All right. Deb Hutton, you got kids, <laughs> so you must do the skating, tobogganing, skiing thing. Yeah, the little one took up snowboarding this year, so it was an exciting winter at our house. Listen, the thing, I, I may not love the dead of winter. I do love a sunny, snowy day, as long as I can be in my house. But the more important thing for me is I love the change of seasons. So if we didn't live in Canada, we wouldn't have such extreme changes, and we wouldn't be, to Jerry's point, absolutely relishing in what is to come this week. So I'll take a little bit of winter if I get to see spring and fall happen. There are a bunch of motorcycles on the highway today when I was coming in. Were they? Like, yeah, See, there you go, Jerry. Yeah, dark and early. They were out there, and, and for some of them, it might have been their first day this year. Scott Reed, I have to think you're one of those guys who gets all romantic about playing shinny on an outdoor rink. Uh, so-so. I, I actually like winter okay. Uh, what I hate are dumb polls. This is a dumb poll. Like, asking people, do you like winter? Come on. For the love of God. Like, are you out of ideas? Are you out of questions? Are you out of money? Like, I don't like stairs either. I don't think I'm going to be able to, like, you know, pass a law and get rid of them. Like, this is just, like, brainless. All right. Is anybody heading to the Rogers Center to take in the new renovations? Not necessarily today, but moving forward. Um, just curious because... You bet. I, I, yeah, okay. You bet. I'm take pumped it for it. Okay. Are you there Today? Well, you know, like I, 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 every August, I take my kids, my younger two sons, I take them somewhere where the Jays are playing on the road. So we've gone to Chicago, we've gone to Baltimore, New York, everybody. And I'll tell you, a couple of them, Cleveland, uh, Baltimore, they've got these new parks that they've made, which is a little bit like the fashion they have, where they create the outfields are deeper. They create public spaces. You got big barbecue pits, places for the kids to play. It's more open. I really like that concept in a park. I'm sure we can only do so much of it here, but I'm eager to experience it because I do think the Rogers Center is about the worst place on earth to experience a sporting event. So if they're making it better and they're following a little bit of that scrapbook, I'm all for it. Okay. 
but Montreal's Olympic Stadium has the Rogers Center beat for being able to drain the life out of any live event. Yeah, but it doesn't exist anymore, does it? It's still there. Yeah, what's, what goes on there? I don't know. I don't think anything happens <laughs> okay. there. Okay, well, uh, baseball happens tonight at the Rogers Center, and uh, I can't make it today, but I'm at tomorrow's game. Oh, cool. Okay, so you can yeah. report back. All right. Deb Hutton, your quick thoughts. Are you taking the kids uh, to baseball this year? Uh, well, yes, my whole family is supposed to be going this weekend, and then I realized I had double booked. So uh, three of the four of us are going to the Jays game this weekend. So there's an extra ticket. Uh, yes, it has It has been filled, Tim, Tim, you have my number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're at a racetrack. So thanks to my panelists, Deb Hutton, Scott Reed, and Jerry Agar.